I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed. Oh, God, my voice. Uh, it always sounds like this, but I feel like the Hey, Idiots was weird. Anyway, this is a... Jesus. This is a podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance mostly by asking ignorant questions. Who's asking those questions? It's me, your host, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I am a stand-up comedian, and I'm ignorant, and I'm curious, and so I ask a lot of dumb questions, and smart questions, and sometimes just weird questions, and you're like, why would you even ask that? Uh, because my brain wants me to, and so I just do it. Ah, if you're new to the podcast, can you please, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes? They are coming in strong, and I love you all for rating and reviewing and saying super nice things. It makes me feel good, and uh, it makes me want to keep going So, uh, with the podcast, not just with life, but sometimes, sadly, I'm like, I should, I, I should keep living the podcast. Um, thank you to so much. Thank you to so much. You guys... Ah. <laughs> uh. Thank you for listening and subscribing and reviewing. Um, it really means a lot. Uh, what am I doing? What do I? What am I up to? I'll be in Tampa this week, Wednesday. I think this is going to come out. This might come out on Wednesday. Maybe I'll make it come out Tuesday. Yeah, Wednesday, the 29th, I will be at Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida. Uh, go Bulls, go Tampa! I love you all. Please come. The show is uh, selling pretty quickly. Um, we. Numbers are good, but we still got a few tickets left, so buy those. Sidesplitterscomedy.com, I believe. Uh, 8 p.m., Wednesday, the 29th, and we are... Let's see, it's going to be a real fun show. The people opening are really great comics. I am giving a portion of the proceeds from the door to Ye Loyal Crew of Grace O'Malley, which is... Um, I don't know how to describe them. I guess they're like their own version of a sorority or a rotary club. It's a group of women who get together and socialize and raise money for good causes. Uh, and the good cause we are raising money for is Gigi's Playhouse, which is um, a development center for people with Down syndrome. So they can, you know, lead uh, full and achieving lives and they can get all the resources they need to do that. And we can educate them and other people like their family members and just the community who maybe is a little ignorant about Down syndrome. So uh, that means a lot to me. I, uh, I worked with special needs kids for quite a long time, volunteered with Special Olympics, who I also sometimes donate money to. Uh, so let's help out our friends. Come to the show. Uh, all of my album sales online, 50% of that is going towards Gigi's Playhouse as well and, uh, and at the show. So I'll bring a bunch of albums. I know Tampa, you're one of my biggest supporting cities, so a lot of you already have the album. Uh, but if you don't, come out and buy one, and uh, 50% of that purchase will go to uh, helping build a Gigi's Playhouse in Tampa. Um, you can buy them online. Uh, they're $20 at the show, and those are the physical copies, limited edition. I, uh, I autograph them, and you know, it, it's a CD, which isn't as cool and vintage as a record player, but uh, or a record, but eventually it will be, because who's going to have those anymore? And then you'll be like, isn't this crazy? Because uh, I don't know if I'll ever make physical copies of other albums after this. If I make other albums, I could die right now. A light could 
fall on my head. There's no lights above me, but you know, a, a drone could crash in my house. Who knows? Uh, I'm not going to get that lucky. <laughs> oh, too dark. All right. I'll also be in Myrtle Beach at Carolina Comedy Club, December 7th through 9th. Uh, so if you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, come there. And then I'm going to be in Atlanta sometime in between that, just doing some a local spot and visiting my best friend, Kelsey. She's great. Um, uh, she's awesome. And I'm going to go to Universal Studios. I'm just telling you guys what I'm doing <laughs> with my friend Brittany. And we're going to dress up like our Hogwarts houses, maybe. I'm a Ravenclaw because I'm very, very smart. As you can tell by this podcast that is about how stupid I am. Okay, and then uh, and then I'm probably going to disappear for a few weeks until the new year, which some of you may be saying, you've sort of been disappeared already. You aren't putting podcasts out every single week. And to you, I say, I'm very sorry. I have been very busy, and I know I haven't been able to put them out weekly, and I hope you will continue to bear with me. You guys have been pretty good about that in the past when I travel, and uh, hopefully it stays that way. But I know I got on like a very small streak. I spoiled you by putting out three, maybe four weeks in a row. Um, but I'm doing my best. I'll try to get one more out before the new year at least. Maybe two if I can line up the interviews. It's just holiday time's a little weird making arrangements and because uh, of other people's travel but also because of mine because I'm bouncing all over the place. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go do this 10-day meditation in the desert. It's a silent Vipassana. So I will fill you in on how that goes in the new year. Uh, but let's get to this episode. My episode this week is... Uh, about atheism with Emery Emery, the lovely host of uh, Arden Atheist, Arden Atheist, and uh, Skeptically Yours podcast. He co-hosts that with Heather Henderson. Both great podcasts, great people. Uh, we talk atheism. Uh, he is, uh, you know, both beloved and hated, depending on uh, what community uh, you are in, and or you know, whatever your interaction with Emery is. <laughs> I adore him. He's a good guy. Uh, we talk a lot about atheism, how he ended up there. Uh, you know, how does he decipher good and evil if he doesn't have uh, the compass of a uh, God? And was he always atheist? Did something happen to make him turn away from religion? All those questions and more. We go in and out of a lot of stuff where we get, I'd say, kind of skeptical and questiony. We do a lot of gray area talk about some somewhat taboo topics. So if you're someone who's triggered by, uh, I don't know, uh, sexual assault type of things. I uh, that's in there, and we don't, and we and we talk about the gray area that I think doesn't get addressed. Where it, we do this with not just that, but we do a lot of uh, talking about how things aren't as black and white as you might uh, be led to believe they are. If you, all you knew about them was what people are tweeting on the internet, um, so we talk about how things aren't as easy as do this not that with a lot of things uh and i'm trying to talk about it in a way that makes it seem like it's not a sticky conversation but it is and uh and that's that but you know you talk you learn you grow and uh, you try to figure things out and do the best you can so anyways i've talked far too long uh without any further ado here's my interview with emery emery push play anyway sibilance is that an actual word or is it just a microphone noise I, no i don't know i don't know sibilance it's got a lot of is it you think it's related to sibyl that schizophrenic <laughs> i don't think it no wait not schizophrenic dissociative identity it doesn't matter <laughs> let's get started i sound like an idiot <laughs> what else is new <laughs> you guys i'm here with emery emery uh 
Everyone's favorite atheist. <laughs> Everyone's the, favorite. The ardent atheist himself. Everyone's least favorite favorite atheist. Ah, it's beautiful. It's fun to be hated. Oh, you're hated? Sure. Probably. Atheists are the, um, I don't know, two, five years ago, someone did some uh, uh, questionnaire. We're below rapists in terms of not trusting us. Really? Yeah. I feel like... and. This is just based on all the evidence I've gathered from meeting atheists. Mm -hmm. I trust atheists the most. I don't necessarily like them the most because they're blunt, but mm -hmm. I think an atheist is just going to be an asshole. Yeah. And you'll be like, well, that's how they really feel versus people who are like, no, you're great. Yeah. I think, yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah, the, 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 or more the, likely to, I guess. Right, right. The, um, the thing that bugs me is meeting atheists that are dishonest, and it's rare as hell, really rare. Where they're like an atheist, but they're dishonest about... No, they're just, you know, atheists in my, at least in my sphere, I, you gotta be careful when you parse this sort of thing, because I, I live in a really, really great circle of people, and yeah. I'm, I'm absurdly fortunate in that sense, but the atheists... Uh, com the atheist community. <laughs> That's a, the, I think this is so funny. Right? Go on. The atheist community is filled with logical people. Yeah. And when you're when you're applying logic to your interaction with the world, um, you learn pretty quickly, very quickly, I think, um, that accuracy and honesty uh, they're a commodity and they're something to be treasured and 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 exercised. Yeah. Um, I really did learn how to be honest and. Um, and and fair and reasonable through yeah. my transition from belief into atheism. From belief in, okay, I want to talk about that transition. But also, do you feel like being surrounded by people who constantly operate from a place of logic and reason, like when you say being fair, do you think any of this has stunted your emotional reactions to things? N like, no, do you ever no. come from an emotional place, or is it always sure? I get emotional. Logic? I get, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, uh, it sounds like I want to make sure I understand what you're driving at because it sounds like like I'm just I'm literally just being like, do all atheists eventually become sociopaths? It's <laughs> no. a really stupid question. That's that, I don't think that's what you were saying. I didn't, <laughs> I, that's not what I thought you said. I, no, I, I thought you were asking. You know, a lot of people um, they think that. Uh, that skeptics. Now, yes. let's delineate the difference, right? Atheist okay. is one, uh, one s subject or topic. Um, atheism is one topic that uh, skepticism kind of, answers. Okay. Right? Gives you, using skepticism, you're going to clarify religion. Okay. Um, but uh, it, skeptics are often ref uh, 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 um, accused... Sorry, I'm a little slow. Uh, Ugh, atheists. Athe <laughs> uh, skeptics are often accused of doing away with wonder. You know, the yeah. joy of... What are you missing out on? Yeah. And what, uh, when, when, you, when you, you... You're not even open to uh, certain ideas, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're a skeptic. And that's not true, by the way. It's just fun. It's, it's patently false. Well, I feel like... I almost feel the opposite about <laughs> skeptics. That yeah. it's like... Oh, maybe not. <laughs> like, I'm just realizing this. Like, I feel like they're just really curious. And I'm like, oh, but every then... Every time you have a thought, I get to see 
the Michelle Singleton uh, uh, clockwork happening <laughs> because that's awesome. And you and what I think of you as, you know, do we want to get lunatic McDonald? No, I would we get we can have sushi. I don't know what I want. That's Just to me having you an argument with myself. Yes. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, that's why I can't be anything. Cause I'm like, but what about this? Sorry. You're one of the funniest people I know. Oh, thank you. You are one of the funniest people. I'm not saying that because we're alone on a couch in my living room and eventually your feet are going to be in my lap. I'm just saying. Oh, you don't want these. I got you, some fungus on these toes. Uh, Do you have really? anything for the fungus? Really? That's, that's <laughs> so funny. You are teaching women right now how not to get raped. Good job. Uh, that's right, ladies. Talk about your fungus. <laughs> That'll stop them. I'm going to say something that's completely inappropriate. That comment, uh, that uh, that topic in seconds. Right, I know this is completely inappropriate, but it's a bit I tried to work on, and I know I can't do it. But I might have been high when I had this thought. But I was like, what if? What if? No, I can't talk about it. You can. It's like, what if? If when someone tried to sexually assault me, if I had just pretended I was into it, would it have? Because people go, it's not. It's a power thing, and I'm like. This is so fucked up to be like, what if I was like, ooh. Would it turn them off? Yeah, would they be is like, oh, no, ew, you're into it? Like, would they be like, gross? Um, I There's think, no way to know, I guess. I think the guy who chases a girl he doesn't know down in an alley to rape her, it's yeah. a power thing. I think that's absolutely correct. Yeah, but, but there's like a huge not, gray area. Well, I, I think that we, we are currently trying to figure out how to parse the various flavors of rape that happen yeah, in our of culture. Yeah, just what's sec- like where's the line of harassment and assault and yeah. this is not a thing I want to go down. By the way, anyone listening to this, know that that's a thought I had that's not an absolute idea that I think is true. I don't want to hear about Heather this. and I both are thinking about getting out of the secular communities uh, because of this issue because it's just de- it's just debilitatingly, confusingly, horrifically off the rails with regard to reason. What secular communities? Um, skepticism and, and atheism. How? We're thinking about just giving just, up on all of it, not going to any of the events, doing... What do athea- atheists commune about? Because to <laughs> me, I'm just like, what do you get to... I've always been like, you guys get together and be like, hey guys, isn't it cool there's no God? And then you just like sit around and have donuts? <laughs> I wish it were... If it were like that, we wouldn't. Yeah. But they pass laws that affect our lives based what? on religious scripture. And that's why there's an activist community. Oh. And it's a good thing that there is. Like, what do you mean? You well, mean, I mean, like we, social justice. Who knows what we would have today if George W. Bush hadn't made it illegal to uh, use uh, uh, um, embryo research? He, he put a fucking halt on that oh yeah you know what i'm saying now it took a few years but science figured out how to kind of they found work a workaround to it yeah yeah is it still technically illegal um or did I, we... I don't know where we are legally on it right now but the workaround took many years and yeah. so how many lives uh could we have saved could we have saved how many lives could have been at least made better yeah we could research? have a cure for my rheumatoid arthritis george w bush exactly you bitch <laughs> just kidding Maybe. Remember how awful he was and now Trump's president? We're like, remember George Bush? I'm not. I'm not. I don't do that. I'm but not um, stupid. Bump. I, I think that's crazy. I hate all politics. Um, uh, it, it just makes no sense. I, yeah. Man, I was so worried about my cancer, but now that I found out I have AIDS. Yeah. Uh, woo, that's, that's like. That cancer's nothing. That's like to me getting married just because you have kids. Yeah. Uh, I'm God. with you on that. Wait, so let's go back. You weren't always an atheist. 
No. Where did you, what did you... Well, I was born an atheist. Yeah. Then I was conditioned to be a believer. You were born an atheist in the sense that, like, we're all born atheists. That's exactly right. But then uh, religion was forced upon your mind, like, that, that, like that's was, what we do. We brainwash children. It was, it, was, it was uploaded to my main friend. Jesus loves me, this mm-hmm, I know. Mm-hmm. And on my money, everywhere I went, everywhere. And God, God we bless trust. you as you sneeze. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? It is everywhere. It's what? everywhere. We are, we are awash in religious indoctrination in our culture. Were you raised Christian? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I started thinking about that the other day that like, cause I was raised Catholic, mm-hmm. lazy Catholics. I got baptized when I was five and Catholics are supposed to be baptized as babies. So it's like, you're stuck with us now, but. Why'd they wait so long? Five? Well, we lived in Germany. I don't know. My mom was a drunk. Who really knows? <laughs> maybe they couldn't find an English speaking Catholic church. I think maybe we came over to America and we were closer to her family and she's like, they got better pretend years. we're. They got five years of a taste of you, and they're like, well, maybe if we baptize yeah, her, that'll fix it. Maybe that'll fix the demon. <laughs> maybe she'll finally be pretty. Uh, my mom was probably just trying to drown me in that little pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, just she needs more. More blood, more blood or water or whatever. Uh, is the water of Christ? Uh, what is that? Holy water. You just do water. podcasts to write new jokes, don't you? That's, uh, that's, no, that, but I should your, go back should and listen. You should always listen to your podcast, and you should take notes. Maybe I will. Yeah, you should. That's Guys, I'm not joking. I'm not kidding. I'm serious. Okay. You absolutely should. Yeah. There's is, a wealth of material. Anytime you're chattering, there's a wealth of material. I should just record myself alone in my room. Ugh. No, no. That's sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the talking that happens. <laughs> that leads to a heroin overdose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least it'd be cool. I'd be like, look, I'm just like the rest of my family. Um, <laughs> well, I was just thinking how crazy it is that we... <clears throat> literally brainwash kids Mm -hmm. like the more i think about it the more i'm like it's cruel that you make your child be like invested in a religion yeah i'm sorry well it served us for for a long time uh the evolutionary the socio-evolutionary process yeah um, has served us quite effectively but it's time to throw off those stupid things yeah i've kind of always felt like at some point religion served a purpose because we were all evolving from these Neanderthal monkey people. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, well, how do we get everyone to stop killing everyone? Right. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. They'll kill me. And then it's just like, you guys know that there's a big man in the sky and he's watching. It's funny you say, <laughs> how can we get people to stop killing each other? I, I suppose that there may be truth in that idea, but it certainly has evolved into a tool by which to control people to kill, kill people. people. That's the thing. It's If it did start out that way, if that yeah. was the idea, it's come full circle and, and now it's, 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 it's working well the other direction. Yeah. yeah. Where it's just like, no, this is the real God and yeah. if you don't serve him, that's, it's just so weird how often, how like violent some religions can be in extreme, like when you look at the extremists and then there's, the scriptures are like, love each other, but only if other people are of the same. Well, the Bible doesn't tell you to love everybody. It tells you to love people of your tribe. Really? Oh, yeah. What about yeah. the New it's Testament? Very, very, no, love thy neighbor, no, love thy enemy. No, the, thy neighbor is in the same tribe. It's all oh. about tribalism. The Bible Even though, is, like, love your enemy? I feel like that's in there. Um, if you do not know love, then well, you do not know God. Well, there's a lot of contradictory God. things in the Bible. Well, but yeah. The the driving ideas in the Bible are to kill your enemy. 
You you for every love thy enemy, there's ten pages of kill your enemy. Oh man. Smite them all, wipe them off the earth. It's horrible. It's the so Christian sad. thing is no better than the Islamic thing. The difference is uh the Christian thing's just been around a lot longer, or not a lot, uh, a bit longer. Yeah. Uh, and got a head start on the Islamic faith and uh and so they're they're at different points in their in their evolution. Is Christianity has been around longer? Uh-huh. I didn't I wouldn't have known that. Do you ever feel like Jesus was just like a cool dude? I feel like if like you, he was a good example of a person to be in. People are like this guy, but then they kind of just pick and choose. Well, I feel like if you yanked the turban off of Muhammad, the hair would come flowing out, and you'd go, oh, "It's just Jesus." There he is. He got turban. us. <laughs> wah, wah. Oh I, man, I, I don't know. I I I, uh, I don't know if Jesus was real or not. I mean, there's there's a lot of argument that says that he's. Um, just made up. Yeah, he's just a conglomeration of other previous of other religious people? ideas. The oh. whole virgin birth thing didn't start in Christianity. Yeah, that started. The flood didn't start in Christianity. All those things oh, come from other. If you want to know about that, you can actually go watch. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, I'll think of it and get back to you during this podcast. Passion of the Christ. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> If you want to masturbate to some power plays, you can. Watch. Oh yeah, that is some sick shit. Oh Jesus, no what, pun intended. What, what? Uh, God damn it. When okay, so how long were you religious, or at least in the? Until I was in my early teens. Yeah. Uh, well, when I was in my early teens, I had I got super indoctrinated by some uh, by Ned Flanders, if you will. Oh, like just a really Christian-y Christian neighbor yeah. type? his name was Payne. His name was Payne. Yeah, the family's name was Payne. Oh. And that family held Bible studies and did all that stuff. Come over on Wednesdays, kids. And I got indoctrinated into You got it. saved? Is that yeah. what? Oh, yeah. I got saved. And uh, ended up going to Full uh, Full Faith Church of Love in Kansas City and then went to some summer uh, thing, camp. You went to like a church camp? Yeah, church camp. Wow, you were it like, wasn't like Bible camp, though. It was all love and love and love. But, and uh, like a little bit of fingering and stuff? Uh, it, no, no, everyone was just was like... Was that an option? Everyone was just a prude. They're like, I'm saving myself for Jesus. I didn't I don't sign know. up for that class. I, I don't know. I never got to go to camp. I just was like... I, I fell in love with fingered. the girl there that had the longest neck I'd ever seen. Yeah? That like was I was attracted to her because of this long neck. I think that is a thing men are attracted to. I, I think there's some not. sort of elegance associated with long yeah? necks. I don't know. It was the first time I'd seen someone. <laughs> Are trying you to make my neck, neck longer. <laughs> I'm already attracted to you. you oh, just thank you. Shrink your neck down and keep your feet. And on just the keep floor. these fungus feet <laughs> all over. Uh, yeah, the uh, uh, I remember that. I fell in love. Totally fell in love. I, I don't even remember if I got a kiss from that girl. But no, I was you were just, just enamored by her. Probably oh, yeah. not. That's yeah. why it's like I was out of her, out of my mind. When you her. don't when you don't give them what they want, they're like, "Wow, she was great." Because you never get to find out that she had like a loose cannon of a pussy or whatever. <laughs> You know, you just always, until you hook up with someone, you imagine them in the best light and you're like, I bet they're so good in bed. Yeah. And then if you never do, you just get that fake image. I want to know where to get these loose cannon pussies because I <sighs> like fisting. Oh, man. Ow. Okay? Yeah. I mean, that shit scares me. I haven't had sex in so long that that's not true. I had sex recently, <laughs> but I hadn't had sex in so long. That it was a bad situation. I was like, I think I was closing up like that. The tree and Stranger Things, how it's like, yeah, like closing. Yeah, I'm just it's just 
I'm going to become a nun, but a non-religious nun, just some <laughs> weird wood-dwelling monk. It's <laughs> like, I just don't fornicate anymore. Well, now you have me picturing that evil world is uh, the other <laughs> is side of Is what's inside of, of me? Yeah, that's what's That's probably why I'm for sure infertile. Just inside of me is the upside down or whatever. <laughs> <Just> like, <"Ugh!" laughs> um, So when you were going to church camp and all that, were you... Did you feel at that time you were just kind of going through the motions or were no. you invested in it? I was so invested that I was, I had a plan. Were you going to become? I was going to be an evangelist. Yeah? Because I wanted money and pussy. Oh, you were going to be like. That's not true. I, Billy. I yeah. I was what's go- his name? Graham. Um, no. Yeah. Kenneth Copeland is what's his name. That's the, uh, that's the what's his name. The original what's his that's, name. Yeah. I, that, man, I watched Kenneth Copeland and I watched other people speak and I'm like, I belong up there. But I mean, it's interesting, you know, this is really just a confirmation of. There's no real free will. Yeah. Um, there's only minor, minor options within the pathway that your genetics and your circumstances have put you, the path have been put on. I, was, I wanted to perform. Yeah. You know That's so saying? interesting because you ended up kind of going into comedy, yeah. but did you ever, were you actually taking steps toward becoming? Oh, yeah. How I do was you... holding Bible studies. I, we oh, okay. Were, one of the funniest things that ever happened at a Bible study that we held, somebody, somebody was moved by the Spirit that it was time that we took communion. So we all <laughs> jump in the car, cars, and we go over to the grocery store, and we are literally, picture this. You like bought matzah? Half what? a dozen people walking around like zombified morons, <laughs> pr- hands in the air, <laughs> praying to God to give us the, 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 the message of which of these breads we need to take and, and uh, ordain as your body. Wow. Yeah, and we went and bought non-alcoholic wine. We, we were led right over to this bread aisle there, and we, we were, we, someone was like, King's bread, of course it's King's bread. He has spoken. King's Nine. Hawaiian rolls? Yeah, it was, that's exactly that's yeah. what we got. And let me tell you something. That was the sweetest bread yeah. I've ever tasted in my fucking life. I would have been the person like, sure. yeah, these spoke to me. I was. It was nuts. Wait, you were sure you were like that? I was sure God led us to this amazing flavor. Or, or You're like, God that. was in the bread. Yeah, yeah. You're like, it probably doesn't normally taste like this, but God is in the bread. That's exactly where my head was. Oh. That's exactly it. What many, a- many, many years later, I'm having Hawaiian bread. and I You're and, triggered? And I, well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I ate this bread and I'm like, Oh, it's still that good, and we haven't put Jesus in it. Like, oh my God! My and whole life it, was a they lie. They put seven pounds of sugar in it. God, it's so good. It is good. It is uh, good. But that—that that how? That's just pure delusion. That's wow. But didn't you ever feel like? Because I've gone to church a couple times. I've gone to different churches uh, since I've—I would say I've become non-religious. Mm-hmm. But I've tagged along or whatever. And you sometimes you—you you do feel this organic joy sometimes yeah, i don't know it's if it's just sa- like people coming together it's the same as if you're in your 50s and you've gone to a tom petty concert yeah it's exactly the same it's just being around people who are happy like in yeah, good who spirits are, who are having a shared experience yeah and you, they're open to everyone is open to being oh it's uh, like a comedy show <laughs> it is it, it's it can very much be like a comedy show uh, um comedy is god uh maybe <laughs> it heals Allegedly. I don't know. Wait, so what happened? How old were you? Was it an so, abrupt disbelief? No, no. Or just no. questioning and questioning? A lot of troubles in my family life. No mm. dad. Mom was kind of a mess. Um, Sounds we were with, familiar. Uh, we were with my grandparents till fourth grade. Then mom came in off the road. She was a touring professional musician. She came in off oh, the wow. road. And she tried to 
to raise me and my sister. Um, and that went really, really awry. Ew. And uh, uh, there was molestation going on within the family. Um, uh, I've apologized. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. It's the first time I've thought of that joke. So, <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, we had an uncle that was screwing around with my sister and me. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and so, one in every family. Roger that. The white families? Especially I don't the know. Mexican yeah. ones. Um, <laughs> what the hell does we that mean? We went two different directions. I was like, at least the white families. <laughs> <laughs> They're both funny uh, and offensive. Yeah. Well, mine's yeah. more offensive because, you know, brown. But um, I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was really in, in, in this horrible emotional uh, process mm -hmm. uh, when all of this was going down and ran away from home at 15 and, and just kind of cast it aside. And then yeah. it was just a non-thing all of a sudden, right? Mm -hmm. I thought of myself as a Christian, yeah. um, but I... Uh, uh, now I had to get a job and I had to find a way to pay the rent and I had to get my own place and all that stuff kind of took me off the pathway towards Yeah, so you weren't like devoting time to Yeah, I just this. stopped. I just kind of stopped doing it. And then slowly but surely I just started thinking. You know, when you become a comic. Yeah. Um, you, you start... You start to maybe, I, I should only speak for myself. When yeah. I became a comic, I started to think more philosophically. Yes, where you know it's I mean? like you... There, I am almost losing the ability to have solid opinions at this point. Yeah. Because I'm constantly considering and, and not this is I'm, this isn't to say that this is the right way to do anything, but I'm constantly considering the other viewpoint. Right. Where it's like, well, what about this? And you're like, well, what about <laughs> Well, that's healthy if it doesn't make you crazy. I mean, yeah. I try to understand what my libertarian friends are thinking and not just what they're thinking, but why they're thinking, right? I try, I try to understand what my right-wing friends are thinking, what yeah. the Trump people are Where thinking. Where they not come just, from, yeah. Yeah, not just hate them because they have a different opinion than me, right? Mm -hmm. I try to understand what processes bring them to where they To where got. they are, yeah. yeah. I think that's so important. I think a lot of people don't consider yeah. that. They're just yeah. like, oh, you disagree with me? Well, you're wrong and stupid. Yeah, and you're bald. Yeah, okay, I well, you're projecting. Someone did that the other day. To <laughs> well, me. you're bald, and you're like, okay. I was like... Really uh, yeah. cuts me deep. <laughs> I shaved it off this yeah, morning. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm aware. I pay uh, for the razors, asshole. When people try to like hurt you with a thing that you're like, oh, that doesn't hurt. Yeah. People used to bully me about being short and I'm like, I don't, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm a woman. I don't care. Yeah, the only way that guy would have had a valid thing that like might have stuck me is if I didn't shave this horrible hair off. Because <laughs> then he could be you're like, like you're a car salesman. <laughs> like, uh, he's got me there. <laughs> you win. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I interrupted. So when you became a comic, I guess it's You just... start thinking philosophically. At yeah. least I did anyway. And I, you find yourself also um, surrounded by other philosophical minds. Yeah. And that's a nice thing about being in the arts. And yes. I love so it. when that started happening to me, I started really thinking about it i remember i was cutting on the aristocrats right here in this room and paul provenza said to me paul. so what do you believe what's your thing <laughs> what's Where, your where's thing your, where's your head uh, i go I'm, I'm an agnostic oh infant atheist eh oh um, that's interesting that's what he said i remember sitting here you know he's my boss he's we're making a movie i'm having to do what he says and i'm like i i, I remember going no, i don't i don't know and then i just kept working but i remember in my head thinking fuck off i just told you what i am don't tell yeah. me what i am after i told you what i am yeah fuck you and uh i don't know it was about a year later i'm like wow he was right <laughs> yeah i was an atheist the whole time yeah oh man so just kind of like free thinking led you to 
Yeah, I called myself an agnostic for a number of years because... Because uh, you didn't want to give up on believing that there might be something? Because is there no. like fear attached to that? Oh. Well, for me, agnostic is a really, really weird um, shield that a lot of people utilize for various different reasons. Yeah. For me, I didn't want people... To, I, 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 for many years, I just told people that I was not religious, but... Spiritual. Uh, spiritual. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted people to know that I wasn't a Satanist. Now, you have to understand, when you come out of religion, the opposite of not Christian... In your mind, is like people are going to think I'm a devil worshiper. Well, the, the, you become that way because you're filled with evil spirit. I mean, that's what makes you turn away from God. Yeah. So you're conditioned into thinking that you're this thing. Once you know that's not you, you try to find shields that you can throw up that lets people know that you're not that thing you were trained that you were. You yeah, I mean? that you were thought to think, oh, if you don't believe in this, then you're... And you presume they think that about you. Yeah, so agnostic is like this, hey, I'm not a bad guy. For me, it was very much about Because the term atheism has so much connotation to it, especially yeah. to religious people. Yeah, and I dated a girl for a long time who said... Uh, she was agnostic, constantly saying it. Uh, her, she used it more uh, differently. She used it um, uh, as a... Uh, she interpreted the claim of agnosticism as a, uh, as a more laudable position to hold, right? Mm. Um, because I am, as the atheist, saying there's just no evidence whatsoever to support this idea. Yeah. This other person, as a Christian, is saying... God exists. I know it because I'm in my heart. In my heart, and and this Bible backs me up, right? This and Bible. the agnostic, uh, this flavor of agnostic, um, says we can't know this. See, that's where uh, I now, am. Well, that's, that's. But I don't. I don't go. I'm agnostic. It's just. I feel like atheism goes. I am. What else can't we know? So much. We can know everything. Can we? Yeah. That's that's where you I don't and I think we differ. Can. That's why we are on absolutely opposite sides of this couch. Yeah. We can know anything. And uh, as long as you tell yourself you can't know something, as long as you tell yourself we can't um, have equal rights for men and women. Okay, that is not what I said. As long as you tell yourself we can't have equality for blacks and whites, <laughs> we can't. When you tell yourself we can, then we can. And I think the same is true for any knowledge. I don't know. I really do. As long as you tell yourself you can't get to the stars, you won't get to the stars. But the minute you say, I can get to those stars, we'll get to those fucking stars. There yeah. isn't anything we can't achieve. We are amazing monkeys with huge brains and amazing thumbs. Mine's kind of small. But <laughs> those weird we can Mozart do, thumbs. We can do great things. And I, I just don't like this idea of we can't know. I just feel like with... I don't know, uh, belief systems. I just feel like if you can't find absolute proof, then you can't know. And I think it's okay to believe what you believe. What other things do you apply that to? You know, you have to stop and ask yourself that, I would say. Really, you're going to find that there's nearly nothing that you apply that to. Politics. What? Go on. I, uh... Like when you go back to saying how you 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 try to see where your you know libertarian friends are coming from or where your right wing friends are coming from, and I I do the same thing. I try to 
see where my uh, extremely liberal friends are coming from. And I don't know how to identify myself because I'm like, I, yeah, I see where you're all coming from. And there isn't an absolute right. Aside from the only thing that I'm like, there's an absolute yes and no to abortion? within politics is social justice stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, but even with abortion, I go, I'm pro-choice, but like, I'm not going to stand up and tell you that it's not murder because I don't, I don't, what is life? I don't know when... But I'm just like, yeah, it's my, I should be able to murder it. It's in me. Like, mm-hmm. but like I'm pro-choice. It's going to get eaten if it's in you. There's, it's you know, I know. It's going to die. And in the, in the just, there's probably just. <laughs> you don't have this worry. <laughs> there's probably just fetus ghost attached to the lining of my uterus. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> semen goes in and then it comes immediately out. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, we it's not a cream pie. It's just running for its life. This vagina is clean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have so much trouble with so many like, uh, I guess you're right. I'm, I'm struggling to think of a, an example. There aren't many. Well, but there Religion, don't have to be many, I don't reli- think. I, I, I just, I, oh, I think so. I think that this is a really good way to decide whether or not you're thinking clearly about something. Listen, whether or not If you want the answer to any question, science has ways by which to answer them. Only only in religion do we find people going, well, science can't answer this one. How does science answer it? By just going, we don't see it. It does constantly. But isn't religion... And then the goalpost gets moved. That's that's the problem. If you go back in history and look at the history of religions, yeah. science clears up all of the point by point, step by step, minute by minute, hour by hour, year by year, decade by decade, and eon by eon. Every every it erases religion, but every, we keep moving every it every time, and then we move the goalpost to another place. We don't think We're, science is or like religion is is at this point like a black hole where it's like, well, we can't like prove it's there but we can't but it's definitely it's definitely there hey listen but we can't like show you it's there (laughs) well first of all for someone to make an empirical claim anybody who makes an empirical claim can then be put to a scientific test yeah religion bends over backwards to not be an empirical claim okay but they do make empirical claims within the structures of religion so as the empirical claims are made, as they're laid out, then you can go test those things, right? You can, you can, you can, the power of prayer. There's an empirical claim made. You can test it. And guess what? We know the answer. How did they test it? Um, there, they had look people it up pray. Oh, wait, you'd I, like to, I'll, I'll butcher this, but they actually do scientific testing the, uh, where, where you had people pray. Praying for someone, uh, praying for people who were sick, uh, or a person I can't remember. Um, but they have control groups where they didn't they have one where they like prayed pe- for people in the past and they didn't tell them or something. Hmm? I don't know. Never mind. I don't know about that. Anyway, the, go look it up. They have done tests over and over and over again. Occasionally, you can find it's it's always uh, it's always um, uh, anytime there's any kind of a uh, a suggestion 
that there might have been like a 51% move instead of a 50-50. You know, <laughs> um, that's, that's, you have to be able to repeat that. That's what science does. Science yeah. is really smart about this, right? So you have to repeat that. So you got to run the test again, different, different group of folks, exact same test, and does it get the same results? It doesn't. There's no, there's no suggestion anywhere scientifically that prayer has any effect whatsoever uh, based on the empirical claim that it does, that it cures illness. Um, uh, all, of the, all of the various claims that we see that, mm-hmm. prayer, uh, that prayer has any effect from various churches and believer groups and whatnot, all of those claims, of all of them, mm-hmm. none of them is a spontaneous um, growth of a lost limb. Yeah. Right? So at what point do you go, wow, yeah, there's a lot of fucking evidence that this crap is crap. So it's just like when you pray and something happens, it's like, that's just a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, and this whole polite society thing is what keeps religion alive. We have to pretend like it's okay for the Mormon assholes to believe what they believe and indoctrinate their children and fuck up their lives well, and, and have multiple wives that can't have multiple husbands. That's fair. That's kind you of unfair. So well, the thing is, fuck that shit. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that, I mean, I guess when you put it that way, it's like, argue, when I go, you're not really hurting anyone, but arguably you are like brainwashing religion people. Religion is one of the greatest harms mankind has endured, and it continues today, and it will continue for a long time to come. But what if, I mean, there's a, a bunch of terrible aspects of religion, of course, but the idea that someone believes in something bigger than them, if that if they're not harming anyone and it just gives them some sort of sense Solace? of peace because because i got no cause, problem because it's this. afraid i got no problem because I mean, it, it's afraid because it's yeah. just going oh you just die and that's it is horrifying uh-huh. so if people are just using it as a like this is a comfort if you need that pacifier and that's how it works for you I'm I'm really okay with that kind of ignorance. You can knock yourself out. I, so you don't like go to the the people like that. Don't really bother Atheists you. Atheists don't knock on doors and say, "Have you heard the bad news?" Have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard the bad news? We don't do this. We don't have any desire to do that. But when jagoffs are um, using religion to yeah to to stop gay people from marrying and stop it stop uh, trans people from pissing where they need to piss and mo- are most comfortable yeah. and demonizing trans people uh, g- guess what you got to fucking fight on your hands jack yeah. off and I will follow you until I catch you with that trans hooker you piece of shit closeted fuck oh god it's it's like crazy how that's such a stereotype but it just keeps proving to be true that yeah. the most homophobic people are homos. so gay and it's like you just come out come out wherever you are um okay i'm a homophobe i'm a homophobe phobe You're i want to punch homophobes <laughs> i want to homophobe <laughs> i'm afraid of homophobes i don't i don't punch them you don't i wish that's nobody's try to really punching nazis by and large no. You know what I mean? No. One person is and people are like, yeah, punch Nazis. And yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I think it's okay to want to punch Nazis. I don't think it's okay to punch Nazis. I think, yeah, it's okay to get angry and have the feeling of I would like to do something to release this anger toward this person. But that's where I, that's that's a place I have trouble with my friends that are super 
I, I guess I would identify as liberal, but when my f- friends were like liberal extremists, they're like, you got to punch Nazis. And I'm like, wait, back up. I don't know. I'm just like, they're bad people, but fighting fire with fire, is that the answer? And then I'm like, who do, th- who do I think I am, Gandhi? Like, I'm just <laughs> like, we'll just, we just got to get to know where these Nazis are coming from. It's like, do we? No, probably not. But You do want to. Absolutely. But I, but I do. Well, that's the thing is like. The best way to combat a bad idea is, is to see to, where it's coming from. Is to understand how it developed. The, and then, rather than punching them, friggin' talk, talk to, to them. Talk to them. Get to the root of why that yeah. they feel, what what made them afraid of other people or yeah. what made them think that there needed to be a, a difference. I agree, but the internet makes me feel like I'm a bad person for that. That I'm like, why can't we just try to, you know what I mean? Yeah. The liber- like the, the liberals. The internet, like, them you see like damn you see like I see my liberal friends. You see these like crazy Trump people, and it's like, are we? We just don't want to get. You along. do see the similarities on either side, right? It's That's nuts. extremism on either side is yeah. so ignorant. Yeah, and the worst part is that there's people who are so confident. Yeah, in their extremism, and it's like, how can you look at just in the United States? How can you look at the fact that there are so many people who think the opposite of you yeah. and think that and, and assume you have the absolute answer? Yeah, you clearly don't. But Trump is a Nazi is the new Obama is a Muslim. Yeah, that's really all it is. And it's like everyone oh, wants someone they can demonize for the things they're stressed out about where it's like. Wow. Look yeah, at, there are look issues. At you and me demonizing those people right well, now. Well, no, it's <laughs> that, well, that's the thing, too, is that I don't. I don't hate those people because it's like we all react to our fear in in however we react to it. But it's like not the answer. The answer isn't to be like, fuck all these people. It's like, yeah, cool. But like they're going to vote again in four years. So you want to just keep shitting all over them? That's a good idea is to just be like, fuck you, idiot. Then they'll be on your side. That'll help get the vote different. I don't know. I've derailed. How do you feel about psychics? Because <laughs> here's how I feel. This is really corny, maybe, but... Hold well, on. Okay, I just told him how I feel about him. Okay, well, okay. I know, because... I'm, oh, did you pick that up? I did, mm-hmm. and I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, I thought that was pretty rude. <laughs> how did you know I just showed them my cock? That oh, is so Honestly, weird. it was disgusting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why, well, it's very crooked. Um... <laughs> Now I know you're not psychic, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that to, to fool you. Yeah. <laughs> $40. Um, when people talk about manifestation and the secret and stuff like that, where it's yeah. like, you just think about it, it mm-hmm. will come into fruition. I think that's, first of all, a very privileged first world thing because mm-hmm. you think about kids in Africa who are like probably thinking about food, that whole, I'm sure it's a bit that's been done a million times, you know, but... I don't know that I've actually heard that so don't don't presume that i wrote just this the, the other day you're in comedy heavy i'm not doing yeah. comedy much right but i still write every day yeah and uh, i, and I, I wrote, need to write more and i wrote the joke uh i wrote the joke do they break hockey into periods because of all the blood <laughs> or is it because of those pads <laughs> now the tag by the way maurice northup gave me that tag on uh, on facebook but i wrote that joke and i went I'm out of comedy so heavily, so long. I don't know if that joke's been. I'm also not a sports guy, so I've yeah. never, never heard that joke. S- that, you've written a joke where you're like, "This has to have been thought about." Yeah, I have jokes where I'm like, and sometimes it's just like, uh, I think it's an insecure not giving myself enough credit. Where like you write a good one and you're like, "This can't be." Sometimes I'm like, 
Somebody has to have thought of this. I'm not this funny. When I was a young comic, I called it the ghost of Lenny Bruce. When I'd think of something really, really great, yeah. I'd go, man, I got the ghost of Lenny Bruce in me. Which is, <laughs> I guess that's my way of, of saying I'm not good enough. But no, uh, You're good enough, you're smart enough, and God is I'm, dead. I'm, or whatever what, what, you say. I'm, 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 I'm good enough, I'm smart enough. And, and doggone it, Christians hate you. Dog, yeah, <laughs> doggone it. Was it doggone it? Doggone it, people and like me. I think so. It, I'm going to grab her ass. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, because I sort of have this idea. It's not something I necessarily believe in, but I, when I think about people being like, you just think about it enough and then it manifests. And there are people who go, I was just thinking about this and thinking about this and then it happened. There's a yeah. part of me that's like, what if you started thinking about it because it was already happening and your brain was like jumping time, time, and it like knew it was coming. So it was right. like implanted in your right. brain. Forward deja vu? Yeah, where it's... Here's the deal. <laughs> Here's the deal. Well, science talks about this. Science understands the process you're, you're asking about right now. The Does secret. It? Yes. Yeah, it's called uh, confirmation bias. Mm. Um, we count the hits and we ignore the misses. Ah, uh, um, which sounds like a sexist phrase, but it's it not. Does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. You make me funnier. I love hanging out with you. Oh, yay! I, I, I it's the ghost of Jessica Michelle. I, I'll be dead soon enough. I, I, uh, when we want to believe in a magical power like the secret is a magical power. Yeah. That's what that is. We only notice. We only we only point at the thing. You're not pointing at the billions of people <laughs> who might have employed this uh, system. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I have crystals. I still am dying. Yeah, and died the next day or next year or what have you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Uh, do you feel the same way about that though as like religion, like religious people who aren't hurting anyone? That it's like, yeah, if you want to put yeah, I don't that rock in your bra because you think it'll make you more creative or find love, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, don't, but just don't put crystals in your vagina, please, especially before we have sex. That's the oh. only thing I ask. Oops. They have the <laughs> Oh, before we have sex. Oh, I'm not worried about that. But they're just up there hanging uh -huh. out. You know, those crystals, they'll cure your foot fungus. Ah. <sighs> That's a good idea. But you got to get the foot in the vagina. Too. I'm just one of those people that like went with my uh, RA because I was trying RA? to do like RA? rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, right. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not hip. Well, no, it's, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hips, get me out of here. Uh, but I was trying to do like organic, healthy eating. And I'm always like, I've been kind of like, a, yeah, I'll, I, I live on the fence basically about everything. But with crystals and sage, I'm like, okay, whatever. But then... When my RA and whatever was at its worst, I was like, I don't care. Rub me in vinegar if you think right. it's going to make me feel... Uh, cover me in crystals. I don't care. Yeah. I will try anything. Well, that's the equation that definitely keeps these things alive. I mean, at our most low is when we are most vulnerable. We become a mark when we are at our lowest. Yeah, well, I mean... That's how religion works. That's how uh, alternative medicine works. All that stuff takes advantage of people when they're at their worst. That's true. You never fight... That's no why one... we fight against it. Yeah. We skeptics, we atheists. Because you never, no one ever talks about finding God from a good place. No one's ever like, I got a promotion. Right. And my wife got bigger tits and then I found God. They're like, I was sucking dick for crack. <laughs> it always And is. there he was. Yeah, that's exactly God, right. under the balls of the man whose dick I was sucking. The whole idea of a missionary, uh, um, uh, stop, listener, stop thinking I'm going to say position. I'm not. <laughs> of the missionary concept. Or like when they go to, they go to 
They go vulnerable to the places. poorest, most vulnerable people, and they take advantage of them and doctrinate them. Because they have them nothing and, and like, make them little this soldiers. Will, oh. It's awful. So Man. that's why I'm an atheist. The assembling. Why do you... Why do so we communing assemble? is just, is it just about political stuff for when they take over? Which, no. I mean, when they take over, when like laws are enacted? You, not just. I mean, it's about science too. Yeah. Um, and it's also about community. One of the things that you lose when you give up your religion is you give up the prepackaged community, the prepackaged social setting. You're kind of like so on the outs of that. With. Yeah. There are people who don't know how to raise their fucking kids. And in a community of religious people, that community can help them get through that very scary ordeal. Yeah. And so um, by holding, um, uh, what are they called? Conventions. Yeah. Uh, we can all go watch people speak. And it's interesting. It's fun. It's, it's informative. And, uh, um, and it's community uh, and socializing. Okay. So it's That's not it. all just like when you do conventions, uh, it's not all just like, we're atheists and we're talking about atheism. Is no. it like other cool stuff? No, science and just other just fun. I babies. I don't know where that came. I need to look up where that came from. I like that. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. We get together and we eat babies. Have you heard the atheist eat babies? Trope? No. Yeah, it's a trope. It's a thing. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I wrote a joke. Uh, um, um, I'll get it. I'll get it. You don't edit, do you? Don't edit. No, I don't Good. edit. Right, it's I'll, just going to be you this. going, oh. Uh, no, I'll get it. She'll be like, See, you you're, that, now you're fucking with me. That atheist with dementia on her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a there's a huge value. You'll learn this uh, when you listen to some of the best radio people. There's a huge value in I'm pregnant pauses. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't let that silence happen. I'm afraid of silence. I know, right? We all comics tend to be. Yeah, that's when all the that's when I hear all the spirit guides. <laughs> that's when the voices come that's when in. the voices come in and they give me my wisdom and i'm you just like voices have you ever had any of that um are you borderline no i thought i briefly thought i might be borderline because i had like really low level tendencies of just the black and whiteness of borderline where you like love someone and then detest them yeah but i was also just 23 why are you like, treating people like you treat yourself um oh I if i treated that? people I like i treated that? myself yeah i would treat people i wish i treated myself like i treated other people yeah i'm working on that but like i treat myself like shit i wish you'd treat yourself better i'm trying yeah i'm like cartoonishly trying when i tell like i am a cartoon of a woman who's i'm like eat pray love i think that's why i'm attracted to you too no oh, i think that well, that says something about your self-worth well no really <laughs> i and and uh also in in our current climate I feel like I shouldn't even be saying these things to you. In our current climate, I'm I like, this is it. I'm done. I'm checking out. There's no, I'm not going to meet anyone. <laughs> Someone was really nice to me recently who like barely talks to me. And I was like, is he attracted to me? And then I was like, I'll never know. You can't. T yeah. I, I, I've always, I, you and I, we've always interacted this way. Yeah. I always honestly interact with people that I think are attractive. I'm attracted to your comedy. I'm attracted to your mind. I'm Aww. attracted to you in every way. And Thanks. I'm pretty sure that I'm, kind of consistently attracted uh, to people who struggle emotionally. And I think the reason is You're I a healer. Don't. Oh, you don't? I don't. You don't struggle emotionally? No, and I and I, I I mean I have some emotional struggles, but nothing remotely compared to most of my artist friends. Yeah. Not, not even remotely. In fact, I feel dirty suggesting that I have any emotional issues. Um, is it just like you have 
emotional awareness enough that you just go, well, I'm sad now? Like, what do you mean? None of what I'm talking about is in any way, um, um, am I bragging or am I boasting about no. it? It really is just a wiring thing. What? I have the ability to out of sight, out of mind kind of processing. And uh, years and years ago, I was fortunate enough, uh, fortunate enough to go, there's no logic in being miserable when a loved one dies. I'm pretty good at letting go of stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Uh, it's rare, you know. Most people... Most people think you're a goddamn outcast freak sociopath. Psychopath? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't lose my mind. What makes me cry is seeing other people suffer, right? So yeah. when someone in a family in my family dies, seeing the other people around it. What's that? Oh, go ahead. Head on collision, my aunt's gone and drunk driver just takes her out, right? Mm -hmm. I had no control over what was going on. I have no ability to change the outcome of this situation. Yeah. This is what it is. This is my metrics. This is how I work, yeah. how I'm wired, right? Um, it's a philosophy I built when I was in my early 20s, right? Yeah. I have no power here. What is the upside? Where is the positive? What of is dwelling the in the sadness in being miserable right now? Yeah, right. So I get a call from the first real death in my life, personal, close to me. Yeah. Aunt Lynn was one of my favorite people on the planet, one of my best friends. I get the call from Leslie. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. I feel this emotional welling. I feel it. Yeah, but I'm really responding. Uh, it was later that I figured this out. I'm really responding to the emotional suffering of my cousin, right? The, yeah. Leslie is really hurt and har harmed and really sad and crying. And so I'm feeling an emotional welling. And I say, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. God, I'm so sorry. Um, I love you. I'll talk to you later. And we hang up. And I lay back on my pillow. It's three or four in the morning. I lay back in my pillow. And I just smiled because I started remembering all of the joy that Lynn brought me. Aww. And And I didn't. I didn't dwell on any of it that was negative. I immediately just went to the happy. And so uh, so that's how I'm wired, right? Yeah. Um, and that's one uh, illustrative point of, of how I'm wired. Well, do you feel into... Because I don't know if my ability to accept death has, is just a wiring or has come with having a odd amount of death oh, really? of people that I care. I've just had like crazy amounts of death. Right. Uh, just friends, et cetera, mostly friends, but like, and just in weird, feds onto you? horrific ways. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I've had friends that were like multiple friends that have been murdered. Oh, wow. Um, oh, it's like Alaska is a hotbed for mental illness, I think, but suicides and then just other like drunk driving, whatever. So I don't know if death is kind of like, I've just come, I've, I've, I definitely have hit a place where I don't think I fear death like mm. an an average like the average population it's just sort of like yeah that's what it it is what it is you live and you die yeah, enjoy I, it while you're here but I, i've been thinking about this a lot lately because uh i had a moment because i've been trying to work on being a lot more calm or like when kind of heavy negative emotions come in and i start to think about uh because i'll you know I, I used to have this tendency of like dwelling on a situation that's done you know what it's like oh like if you go through a breakup and you're like well what what happened what could i have done what could they have done why did this of just catching that and going no and like right back to something else back to being calm but i had a moment where i thought am i addicted to feeling mm. 
Like, is that like a thing I crave? But also I realized, I think I, and I'm not saying I'm specifically unique in this, but I feel more than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like for the longest time, because I'm like heavily emotional and uh, I'll just go from like devastated sadness to like crazy happy, like when I have a, a feeling, I have so much of that feeling, basically. Right. And for a good portion of my life, I just thought everyone, I genuinely thought everyone else was lying about how much they felt. I see. Like that they were just keeping it tucked in. So I've been yeah. writing material from a place of like, you guys are all this sad and I'm the only one saying it. And then it hit me that I'm like, no. It's like, I think when you learn the five senses, they should teach you six senses and, one, and the, the sixth should be emotions because mm-hmm. I think we are on a spectrum. Yeah. Like, like you wear glasses for your vision. I right. should wear glasses for my vision, but I keep not wearing them. Uh, I think antidepressants are like glasses for emotions, you know, right. or maybe the opposite antipsychotics are. Yeah. They're, they're more of a, more of a blinder. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, we're not taught about emotions. Nobody teaches you like that. There's a spectrum. So when you feel a lot and other people around you don't, you feel crazy when it's yeah. like, no, that's just how you experience emotions. Right. I don't know. They gave me Ritalin when I was a kid because I was too hyper. Yeah, they did that with my brother too. And then I didn't get diagnosed with ADHD until I was an adult. And I was briefly on Adderall, but it's because I got good grades. So no one noticed that I was like, whoa. And then I took Adderall for a little while. Very efficient, but I don't like putting drugs in my body like that. I was like, it's not, it makes me mean. Uh Adderall made you mean? Yeah, I was on extended release and like it, I mean, I don't know about you, but I have like rapid firing of thoughts all the yeah. time and just like boom, 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 boom. And Adderall didn't slow down my brain. It just organized it. Right. So it was like, if I, as long as I was concentrating on something, like if I was doing a, a job, I'd stick to that job and just be like super efficient. But I think in conversations without Adderall, it's, I, and I'm getting worse at this, not worse. I think better at just allowing myself to tell people that I don't want to have them dump all of their thoughts on me, but right. I can be more forgiving when mm-hmm. someone like I'll, I'll listen to people that I'm like, I don't, that's terrifying. Your lights, um, his lights just changed. You guys can't see it, but I have the hue lighting system. Uh, what a guy. You um, want to see the color lights? Yeah. Alexa, turn on rolling in living room. It's not working. You guys. Oh, there it is. There you go. This is nice. Yeah, this, this is, Peaceful. I won't say what that's for. I think I did say what that's you for. You said rolling in living room. Alexa, turn on bright in living room. There's your lights. There you go. Alexa, turn on drunk in kitchen. <laughs> um, Alexa, turn on my husband. Am I right? <laughs> <I've used laughs> I haven't that. done it in years. I've used it on Heather. Oh, God. It doesn't it's, work. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> it's horrifying. Um, oh, yeah. I just, I lost my patience. I'm a very patient person, and I, I like, I feel... I'll engage in conversations with people that it's not really helpful to me. Like, it's like, I'm not going to get anything that's going to help me grow out of this conversation. But I have this tendency of uh, something about me makes people feel like they want to share. And I've always had this thing of like, when someone does that, I'm like, well, they clearly need to share. Like, yeah, well, you, you seem like a, a wildly open person. I am. Yeah. Uh, maybe too open. I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> you do you do it every time it's so great uh, I yeah I am and other people see that and I think it's I think that's a weird like a comforting people feel comfortable saying things to me mm-hmm. and I've always 
been very okay with that. Like, because to me, it's like, well, this person needs to get something off their chest. Absolutely, go for it. Mm-hmm. But on Adderall, I was just very much like, what is your point? Oh man, like just like what? Like, get to the point. That's and funny. I didn't like that I was like that. But Christopher Hitchens said that he drank and smoked so that he could interact with to other tolerate people. other people. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I drank so much in college, and I remember hearing that and being like, oh god. Right. I think. I also think that some of my drinking, it was like tolerating, but also because I, I've always, I've something that my mom did to me, some type of emotional, uh, she did a lot of various types of not great things, but like something was wired into my brain from a young age to have this intense fear of being perceived as crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Like I have this, I don't know what it is and it's, one well, you think th- you're crazy. It's the one block that keeps me from, I think, fully being myself. Really? Yeah. But I think being drunk. God, now I'm dying to know what we're all missing that you have to offer. That it's just crazy. The, the only, I think the only difference if I were to let go of that would be that I would stop going, oh, well, maybe. I don't know. I think I would just be like, listen, I believe I came from a star and <laughs> and that love is the answer and it's not a big deal. And sometimes, like, I don't know. Right, right. But, uh, shit. Did you have uh, questions, by the way, that you have to ask? Uh, yeah, I do. People sent you. Let me ask you. I'm going to turn on the bright lights. Okay. Alexa, turn on bright in living room. Um, there you go. Oh, so I think some of my, my drinking was that, like, if if I am the way I am, because I am just, like, loud and sometimes too much or whatever, quote, too much. And But if I'm drinking, people are like, she's just drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm... I'm like this yeah. all the time. <laughs> right. I just <laughs> drank. So you would be like, she was just drunk. <laughs> uh, oh, questions. Okay. So as an atheist, um, this is probably one that you hear a lot, I think, but someone wanted to know, how do you distinguish like what's good and evil? If you don't have the religious kind of rules to guard right. you. In the same way that you uh, distinguish the difference between a Van Gogh and a finger painting on your refrigerator. <laughs> you use your brain, you use your mind, you use your experience, you use logic, you use reason. That's how. I yeah? Mean, yeah. The, in fact, listen, many, many, many great people have said, long before I'm about to say what I'm going to say, yeah. have said, um, you're, you're already doing it. Okay. If you go to the Bible and actually read it, it doesn't teach you the things you claim you are getting from the Bible. It doesn't mm. at all. Okay. It teaches you many things that are quite contrary to morale, uh, oh, okay. morality or, or moral behavior. Quite mm. contrary. Um, uh, it doesn't say anything in the Bible about what to do. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't say that raping is wrong. Um, it, oh, so, so we figured that one out. Let's just figure the other stuff out, too. We have already. Yeah. We've had ethics long before we had Ten Commandments, and only four of those commandments actually speak to morality. The others are, don't have any other gods before me, graven images, don't fuck your neighbor's wife. Don't want to fuck your neighbor's wife, and don't want to fuck his goods either. Yeah. (laughs) I The golden rule. It's a fucking mess. It's a bad idea. Just treat Do unto others as you would have them do unto you is a bad idea. That makes miserable both the sadist and the masochist. Mm. Do unto others as they would have you do unto them is a really nice rule. I call it the platinum rule, and it's 10,000 times better than the golden rule. The golden rule is a pile of shit. 
Oh, interesting. Well, but do you think with like an organic code of ethics, I think, is that only possible because of evolution? Because sometimes I think when you, I mean like murder and rape, things of that nature, to me, to you, I think we just, we just go, yeah, no, that's bad. You just know that. Right. But theoretically, we evolved from animals. Mm -hmm. And there is a part of me that when I hear about people who are like murderers, rapists, and you look like, this is horrible, I guess, but you look at the animal community and it's like, yeah, like pretty much most of that sex is rape. Yeah. Then do you just like, part of me goes, okay, of course we need to do something about those people so they're not harming anyone Mm -hmm. and they're not out on the streets, whatever. But hypothetically, could they just be less evolved and they're just like, have a like, crazy animal brain right and they're just um, like well, i think that's the case i think that's the case with serial murder i think it's just it's uh it's it's oftentimes it's this um inability to uh to socialize yeah and uh and understand right from wrong right yeah know? but i have a huge code of morals and and I have my like right and wrong, but sometimes I think that right and wrong in, in a way is a social construct that like when Listen, we go, well, when you look at like mental illness. Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. Real yeah. Quick? Everything is a social construct. I know, well, okay. That makes sense. That's the thing that drives me crazy. And about it's all this. a coping mechanism. It's too. all, it's everything is a social construct. And, yeah. and to suggest that, 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 that a particular social construct is bad and another one is 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 good. Yeah. Um. These you can delineate these things, but you yeah. got to back it up, man. You got to have some. You got to have some facts under there. You can't just start spewing things out, um, <laughs> without without any without any validity whatsoever. But you you got to be able to support these arguments. But that what we have going on right now is we have kids in their 20s and their 30s i suppose yeah um uh spewing out these ideas every that the, 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 uh gender is a social construct and then they they take it to its extreme uh um God, uh, everything is places. a social construct everything is a fucking social construct well that's where like all my identity issues come from if you want to remove social constructs we got to get back to what you were just describing which is what animals killing that's what we become Anything, yeah. anything that stops us from being that is a social construct. Uh, I guess you're so, right. So yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you. Oh my god, are we gonna devolve into that? No. Okay. No. That's good. No, we'll <sighs> kill ourselves with nukes well before that. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> Do you? God. Ugh. Um. Does uh? Did I answer that? I think I answered. I think that you question. did. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh. Does. Man, what did I want to ask? Did you lose friends and stuff when you did you have to like come out as an atheist? Not really. No. No, it was such a such a slow burn gradual uh thing. It, there was yeah, there was none none of that. I I was the most religious kid in my family when I wanted to be an evangelist. Oh wow, yeah. And uh the only thing that really happened was I had reconnected with my mom. I'm going to uh. make you jealous. And <laughs> We developed a really, really healthy, happy, um, uh, exchanging relationship. Something wow. of value. And this came out of nothing. We, we had uh, pretty much estranged. This is when you gave up religion. 
um, after I had given up religion, I reconnected with my mom, um, whom I didn't realize was becoming more religious. Ah. Anybody with a brain should expect to see that in someone who's getting older. Oh, yeah, because um, they're like, got to have something to cling to. That's what happens, man. It's really easy when you and I are sitting on this couch talking about how we're not afraid of death, for example. Because it's not in our face. Yeah, yeah. Get on a plane and have two engines go out and then ask that question. Yeah. Right? So that's so my mom was becoming more religious. Mm-hmm. And we've connected. I'm sharing. I'm like you. I'm sharing everything honestly with her. I'm talking about bisexuality. I'm talking polyamory. I'm talking about yeah. atheism. I'm talking about skepticism. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. All of those things I'm hitting her with. And she's quietly keeping her mouth shut and asking questions and talking through with me yeah. and not pushing religion at me and then going and asking religious people that she knows, wait a minute, my son said this, what about that? What's the, well, how can I counter? What do I say? How do I? Oh, wow. She's an atheist now. Oh, because yeah. everyone's like, you just believe. There was like, no. What there, do you? There was a handful of things that, that, that weighed heavily in, in this conversation for her, but the biggest one was... There's no question if God exists, I'm going to hell. If the God exists, she believes in, I'm going to hell. Well, that's the thing, too, is I think about well, the we, context of, like, God within the... Well, God within the context of certain religions. It's like, so that's... You're going to worship that guy? Yeah, yeah. Well... Yeah. You see how many people are dying, and you're like, yeah, this guy's cool. Right, right. <laughs> you got to pick exactly the right one, too. Yeah. If you, if you pick the wrong one, you're fucked. You're out. Yeah, and yeah. Like, Pascal's you... wager is bullshit. It's not <sighs> just a... Go ahead and pick the Christian one, and you're you, you, it's, you're you're better off. You know, you might you might have bullshit. You, you I can't pick even pick a restaurant. Islam, Hindu, uh, the, the guy, I like the, Hindu. I the like thirty Buddhism. people living out in the Amazon. You got to pick exactly the right one. I fear the right one was Manson's. <laughs> That's my great fear. Oh God. Well. <laughs> oh well. I posted on Twitter. I go, yeah, Charles Manson. Uh, he. Uh, we now know for sure he wasn't a god. <laughs> and then someone replied, well, we'll only know that in three days. That's so funny. <laughs> Give it three days. We got Yes, yeah, somebody tweeted uh, when, you know, he was obviously trending. And it was uh, this at Desi Jed, I think, uh, which I don't really know. I just know from Twitter. But she's like, I'm afraid to look. Did Charles Manson sexually assault someone? <laughs> oh, God, that's great. <laughs> so I was like, That's Jesus. so great. And then my friend Nicole put... Uh, laugh Factory Marquee, R.I.P. Charles Manson, make God laugh. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Manson thing was weird. Um, so many people, we're so divided in this country right now. Yeah. That on Twitter, y- we can't agree how it's, what's appropriate to, re- how it's appropriate to react to the death of one of the greatest, scariest monsters of our Of all age. time. People are like, huh. Yeah. There are people... And one of my best friends was like, yeah, I'm having weird feelings about this, which is fine. That's okay. <laughs> what people expected him to not die. I don't even know. Yeah. It's so weird. Oh, okay. So with your sexuality, cause you're bisexual, you're like polyamorous. Mm-hmm. Was that, which of these elements keeps me from getting in you? What's the story there? Huh? Which I one just, of these elements makes you go? Yeah, no, no, no. Neither. I just, look at I, the gross feet I have. I don't have the, <laughs> I don't know. You're. It's. I don't have uh, the. There's just not that spark. <laughs> I hear you. No, there's like literally. I, I tried to do a bit for a long time about how being in love, is finding someone who all of your parts. Yeah. Want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'll have this thing where 
intellectually there's people who are i'm like yes like my brain is like and my vagina is like no and then my vagina will be like this guy and it's like this guy that can't read who's on a tricycle and it's like he has no job and it's like yeah he's the one and my brain's like no yeah how many boys out there are in a situation like this yeah and going well all she needs is for me to push her up against the wall and kiss her she just needs me to show her i'm a man maybe i can show her my but dick like, maybe that'll change maybe she'll she'll turn around the second i ck her <laughs> the thing is is like that when you say that out loud it's like no you idiot but right. also there's a part of me that's like but if it were like the right guy right. <laughs> it's like yeah i want to i want a guy to like pick me up and push me and so on kiss me but that's, only like the guy that i want to do want. that and he'll that, never know that i know that that's beautiful that you just said that it's um it's honest it's accurate it's lovely it's brilliant uh, what you just said is profoundly important in this climate we're dealing with. Well, you're, I'm not supposed to say it because it's supposed to go like, no, a right. woman would be fine if you asked for formal consent. Right. No, I wouldn't. Right. Like if a man went, may I have sex with you? Like, no. Yeah. And I'm over the top with, I always have been, by the way, long yeah. before the climate we're, we're alluding to now. You're very like, let have, me get clear consent. I have always been, may I kiss you now? Yeah. And I've had a girl say to me, well, if you need to ask... And then look at me with disdain. Yeah. Like I'd ruined the moment. Yeah. And, but, and that's... We ended up fucking, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but no kissing. Uh, but no, I mean, that's, that's... Well, but then there's also a part of me that has to acknowledge that maybe I feel that way. And not to say that there aren't other people that feel that way, but I go, when other people are so sure that it's fine to ask for consent and other women are like, don't be ridiculous, it's totally fine to ask. Then I go, well, what part of me... Was it, am I like this because of some sort of emotional damage? No, not necessarily, but maybe, right? Yeah. So remember that, in my opinion, that's, that's the case. There are people who have rape fantasies. And yes. those people should not be, and I'm about to say something really fucking controversial, rape shamed. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's they like... They should not be rape shamed. People who, who, who... I was molested by an uncle, and I love anal sex. <laughs> I'm not going to I loved fucking my uncle. I, 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 I had a good time getting laid. I yeah, did. well, you, cause you go, you go possibly what, ha because that happened, I now do this. Right. But I shouldn't feel bad about the fact that I want to do this. And I would say despite. Yeah. Or right? despite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Well, I, I, it might be because for the record, I, I, we don't have quantum computing to figure that shit out yet, but. Oh, it's like it, religion. It, hmm. Uh-huh. Ha! Did you hear yet? Oh. All right then, young lady. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came yet. from. Yet. <laughs> I never... <laughs> young anyway, lady. Totally not my style. Um, I, uh, uh, maybe I'm finally turning my age today. Yeah, That'd you're like, cool. ugh. I don't... I don't you I don't. just leave the house and marry an old woman named Susan? <laughs> like, yeah, we just play Parcheesi. <laughs> Parcheesi. But she's like that's, way old and it's like... See, that's you right there. Parcheesi is a funny word. That's a fucking funny word. <laughs> Parcheesi is a great word. Um... Uh, we will also have accepted. I can't think of a funnier one. Just purchase. Uh, what's that one? Backgammon. I, I actually play that on my phone. Back I am gammon? my age. You are. Oh, I no. love backgammon on my phone. I like to go to the park and watch the birds. Yeah, I don't do it without. Yeah, I do it. I do it electronically, so I'm half old. <laughs> but uh, I forgot what we were rambling about. Ah, uh, crap. Oh, uh, but sexuality. You wanted to ask me about sexuality. Well, yeah, well, sexuality and how it's like. Because if, if someone's doing something within the context of 
safety and it is like consensual should i should they have to feel bad about it it's the thing is is if you look at the texts and stuff about what's going on in our culture of course this stuff should be called out like men yeah. who are taking advantage of their right. power of right. course right but for people to to i mean it's the same to me it, it's a lot it, it goes along the lines with like political stuff right now it's like for you to just sit there and so confidently pretend that there's not a gray area is the fucking craziest thing I've ever heard. Well, and, and we have to stop attacking uh, people who are asking reasonable questions. Yeah, it's right? like... The story about um, about uh, Franken, for example. Yeah. Would you, they were in a... They were in a room where there were multiple people. How does she know it was Franken who grabbed her ass? Maybe she does. Maybe she, may, maybe someone else did something in that moment. Yeah. Um, uh, or, or maybe she misread something that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but we, we, we can't know for sure. So here's what I do. I go, were there many others? That have the same kind of story. Is yeah. There, is there a is you in, in in for me when I hear these stories, I'm needing to see um, uh, some sort of a uh, of a cycle, right? That can be. Yeah, that can be but that sucks too. Because it it's suck. like it does suck w- because there is the instance that it's like maybe this was a maybe it was a one time thing, but it still happened. But then also there's this tendency nowadays where it's like. Uh, it seems like this trend of like, if someone says something happened, you just believe them. Like you believe the victim and it's like, yeah, no, of course. Like I, I want to sympathize with the victim and hear what happened, but it's like, you, you can't assume that. It's a logical fallacy. Yeah. Well, because it's like people are just as capable of being emotionally manipulative in the opposite way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know which logical fallacy this is, but I'm positive that the idea, the, the, the general idea of always believe the victim is a logical fallacy, and I'll tell you why. Well, because it implies that the victim can't be a bad person. Well, I'm, I'm going to turn it a little on you. Okay. Okay. If someone accuses something of, 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 of a sexual impropriety yeah. and is lying, the victim is the person who was accused. Yeah. So it presumes always believe the victim is actually just a a a, a controlling and intimidating technique. Yeah, because you don't actually know. I guess technically who the victim is. It, the, you have. It's to, so fucked up to say because you're like, God, there's so many legit like women who are or and no men question. who are who are sexually assaulted, but like to just well, to hang silence, someone on the words of one this person discussion. Yeah, they would say. Uh, all kinds of awful things about us rather than engage in the discussion and have an exchange of ideas. Yeah. That it's just like that, that you could go, well, let's see what happened here is like, Oh, you're a fucking monster. Right. To to not just immediately want to light this person on fire and ruin their life. Right. To just go, you know, and it's like, it's not that I'm not, I don't, you don't have concern for this person who's been allegedly assaulted or whatever, but it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I, you, why would you to me I'm like why would you ever just take someone's word at face value ever (laughs) well if you've had my family history you wouldn't yeah no it's like you know that's the thing when people go I have a there's a person in my family who has who claims every guy she's ever been in a long-term relationship raped her it's not true there's no reason for anybody to believe this person at (sighs) all but I have firsthand one-to-one evidence of this and uh, that informs how I 
look at the various claims that I see. Well, I get... By the way, I want to go on record. Weinstein, fucking piece of shit. Oh, huge piece of shit. Yeah, piece yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Monstrous He's, piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, no, no, no. And it's, it, that's the Louis thing. Louis C.K.? I, I think Holy he, fuck. I, I think he did some stupid shit. But he's yeah. not a Weinstein. And so there, I think that there are different levels of this kind of behavior. There is. And I think maybe this purge will, maybe we'll get through it with some sort of better system of measurement. Yeah, or yeah. I think the guys out there are going to learn to do different things to different women. So like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well, it's also like part, part of me is like, this is a huge lesson that like, uh, men don't understand. A lot of men don't understand consent or like where the line is. But also, I think that we need to bring up how did this atheism thing turn into like this whole rape culture i think there's a huge light that needs to be shined on the fact that, like we're not teaching women to fucking speak up for themselves thank you for saying that i said it's like it, by the way well it's like and, and that does it that does not take away that does not relieve any of the the fault of men who are sexually assaulting sexually harassing but the amount of women that are now coming forward going i didn't want it to happen but i was afraid to say no is like no i we need to teach women to treat men like they're dumb kids and like no right. like just you don't do that because we are need we need women teaching? to be more assertive because i think they they were still taught to be not agree more we are taught to be people pleasers like, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean it's like don't ruffle the feathers be a good girl be a nice girl like yeah. so that is that still happening to kids today i don't know because i don't work with kids i don't have kids i'm curious yeah well, high five on not having kids well i when well, it's I like was, how can you look around and be like sure i'll bring something into this when i was a kid <laughs> we were conditioned to uh, think and believe that women wanted us to pursue them ad nauseum yeah and 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 push for the things that we wanted and they had and this is important too and women girls rather I should say yeah. boys and girls boys and girls and girls were conditioned to have to pretend like they didn't want it when they did yeah so it's like I should be ashamed really for wanting it yeah yeah, this but then it's also thing. like, how the fuck does a guy know? What if you really don't want it? But yeah. also the game is to go like, no, yeah. please leave me alone. And it's like, well, does she actually want me to leave her alone? Or is this like a coy, yeah. women aren't allowed to admit that they want things? Right. Because I, yeah, it's not as easy as... And I'm as, clear here. I know that you don't want me to push you against that door yeah. and try to kiss you. I get that. Was that, were you double checking? Were you um, like... <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm putting my feet fungus what, on the couch. What's it, what's it called? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, 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 reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. <laughs> to be sure. Like, wait. Oh, your sexuality. That's how we got on all this fucking yeah, conversation that someone's point? gonna be about. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Because I feel like uh, with the context of, especially in, in a religious setting, but also just America or just society in general, you know, for the longest time, we're just now getting to a place where it's it's we're starting to accept like homosexuality yeah, on well, a grand scale transgender things which right for a while lesbians were okay well because it's like oh it's hot exactly that's the only way that oh it if it work. pleases men but, it's okay but um uh but but that's exactly right and and but um it's like it's not a sin men, if it gives you a boner by men is is one of the one of the last oh yeah i mean i have a whole episode holdouts. about that but it's just because it's like you're bi or you're gay and you're not ready to like just admit it. Yeah, people. Everyone always does that, right? Yeah. But I feel like because we're all socially conditioned, like when you're a kid, you're it's just like man and wife. You kind of just see the picture of heteronormative. I thought the dog was the male domestic animal and the cat was, was the, the female. female. I think a lot of people go through that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, I did think that too. And it's like, so I think a lot of people until they start to learn like, 
that gay people exist don't even understand their own sexuality. Well, that's the key to everything. Yeah, is that you, it's like... You have to have contact with this thing you fear, you'll find out it's not fearful. Yeah, well, it's like, I, I don't know, because I had gender weird shit my whole childhood, and I'm like, would I... But if I had, if someone had said, like, transgender, and they had explained it to me, I think when I was six, I would have been like, I'm that. Because oh. I... Just because I wanted to be a boy. But I also, at some point, you know wanted to be a dog so i don't know uh but i think it is important to to from the beginning let children know all that exists because you you when you grow up in like a heteronormative kind of environment where you're just all you're shown is husband and wife like i lived in southern mississippi and for the longest time all i saw was white people with white people and black people with black people and Mm -hmm. my mind exploded when i saw an interracial couple and it wasn't a place of hate it was just like oh Never occurred to you. That's the thing. Sure, I mean, sure. I was five. I was learning my colors and I literally was like, isn't that interesting? A peach man with a brown family. That's like, awesome. I was like, wow. <laughs> but, um, he was more burnt Sienna. Did you, when you were in, in like invested in the like religious lifestyle, did you already feel your, no, I was a homophobe. Yeah. 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 No, so was, it was just way tucked in. I was in. raised in the Midwest to be afraid of the whole gay thing. Okay. And, uh, and, and the, the, the residual effects of, of the uncle experience certainly waved me off that ship for oh, a while. Oh, yeah. Right? It was just so scary. Um, I, when I was 17 or 18, uh, uh, I remember a girlfriend going, man, you're so into anal sex. Are you gay? And then I found myself going, ah, that's a good question. Am I gay? Maybe I'm gay. I, I remember doing that. Oh, was it like a lot of pegging? Like you... Huh? You wanted to? No, no, I liked fucking her. Fucking in her ass. in the ass. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So she's like, if you like that so much, you just do prefer guys. Not at all. Kissing a guy doesn't appeal to me. Never has. I no. Don't, I don't see it necessarily becoming something that appeals to me. Um, okay. And uh, so, so, and, and by the way, the, the way it all happened was I, I had, I had not had any interest whatsoever in 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 the gay thing uh when i started becoming more philosophical i started writing jokes about it mm. uh, about homosexuality and I, I wrote jokes about trans um and i'll give you an example of of where my mind was kind of opening to right? okay this is after mushrooms and <laughs> my I, favorite i remember uh, i wrote a joke a long time ago a guy came up came up to me when i was in guam the producer goes hey listen that girl you've been sitting here having drinks with all night that's not really a girl and i go oh Really? Well, I've spent 80 bucks. Someone's mm. getting fucked. <laughs> and uh, that was the joke. And, and uh, I go, he's going to have to hold his balls up uh, out of the way uh, so mine don't clack into his. Oh, yeah, like one of those weird Otherwise, pendulums. I'll lose my boner. But that is how I wrote the joke. Now, when you break down that joke, I said he'll have to hold, right? Yeah. There's no enlightenment whatsoever in, in the ver. In the verbiage, in, the, yeah. in fact, there's there's a lot that shows you where my mind was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was moving in a, in I was moving in a direction where I was willing to talk about that. Yeah. About that sex, but I but I had to package it in a way that 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 didn't demasculate me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and didn't make me gay or didn't make me all those kinds of things. So, um, I'm really proud of that moment in my life. It's yeah. interesting, you know. If I went on stage and did that joke now, I'd be drummed off the stage by the yeah. audience, right? Um, but I'm very proud of that because that's a transition to where I got. It's to. growth. Yeah. I look yeah. at like when I started comedy. There's jokes now that I'm like. Or I think about jokes and I'm like, <gasps> yeah. oh my God, I said that. And it's like, yeah, but that's who I was. Right. And now look at who I am. Yeah, own it. Own it and be proud. Well, because it's like, to me, 
thinking about myself in that context or when you say a story like that, like that gives me hope for humanity because it's like, look, people grow. Yeah. You change, you learn about yourself and you get better or at least more comfortable with who you are. Right. It's better or worse, it just is. But, uh, I, well, no, it's better. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always do it. Uh, oh, well, how long after... Because I assume when you were religious, you probably had this idea of like, I'll have my wife and kids and someday. Sure. Like that was basically it. Thinking you're in your future. You'll be mm-hmm. an evangelist with a wife with big hair and lots of makeup and kids. Right. Um, how long after you realized you were not into religion? I don't have a satisfactory answer for that. Yeah. Because it really was so friggin' gradual. It was just this long, slow drive down a very, very, very... Mild grade. Okay. Uh, so I don't. I don't. There's no. There was no big. So there switch. was never because it was so slow. There was never this underlying like leftover residual religious guilt of am I doing something bad? Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember. I remember when I was in my twenties uh, and thirties, and I was touring, doing stand up comedy all around the country. So and cool. Going overseas as well. I was traveling everywhere, and I remember through that big, huge chunk of process, going from. Um, from spiritual to agnostic. Yeah. Right? And eventually throwing off the spiritual because it just seems stupid. I'm like, what does spiritual even mean? I finally started asking. <laughs> and then I just discarded that label, went to agnostic, and then uh, 2004, I'm sitting in this living room with Provenza, and he asked me if I'm agnostic, and I'm like, yeah. And then literally 2005... You're like, I'm atheist. Yeah. I feel like I've bounced back. Yeah? I don't know. I went from... Catholic to atheist to like agnostic atheist eh, to being like I don't want to commit you and don't have to you can have all those yeah and well and then I just did shrooms and I was like that's something yeah there's love I believe yeah, that's in love. the problem with ayahuasca MDA but it's uh, like MDMA I'm it's not. like I mean there's that whole I feel like an atheist would go yeah you're uh you're tripping yeah it's uh what is what is the word I'm looking for it's um. It's in the mind. Yeah, it's a delusion's not the word I'm looking for. Yeah, uh, but like a, it's a. It's not real. Right. It's your brain playing tricks on you, but well, my is, brain goes like, actually, what if it's just my mind opening up and this is really how it is, and we're so closed off. Well, I don't. I don't see hallucinogens as our brain playing tricks on us. I see hallucinogens as a ride that we purchased a ticket to, mm. so that we could take this trip within our brain. That's why. I do those things, or have done those things, rather, um, and uh, uh, and and they were mind expanding. And I'm I I I wouldn't mind trying ayahuasca. I I'm sure that to. it's not going to turn me into the spiritual thing that it turned uh, seems to have turned my friend Mike. My Kaplan husband, like, into. if you're listening, Mike Kaplan, I want to do ay- ayahuasca with you. Yeah, I'd see, that's how I feel like that's the direction I'm going from yeah. doing shrooms. Is like I don't need ayahuasca. Loving I. I don't need ayahuasca to to um, to to make me feel more connected to Mike and others in the world. You know what? I feel the same about that statement. Like the same. Like I don't need shrooms to feel this immense love and connection to people. Yeah. Shrooms shed my fear of that being perceived as crazy. Oh, I see. Like I've always felt that way, but I've been like, I this is a legitimate. My entire life, I remember being fairly young, maybe like first or second grade, maybe third grade, whatever, and realizing that I could find something attractive about everyone. Yeah. And I thought there was something wrong with me for that. 
No, there's not. Like that it's like, yeah, no, saying that now sounds oh, crazy. Right. But it's like, I'm like, I felt like I could find something beautiful in everyone and other people didn't feel that way. So I was like, am I a lunatic? No. And doing drugs sheds my... I'm going to say a bold thing. You're better than them. It's quite the opposite. That's a lovely trait. That's a fantastic beauty Th- mold. Thanks. Yeah. But I, I feel that way. It's like a thing that I, I am happy is a characteristic I have now. Yeah. But it took me a long time. Thanks, mom. Yeah, because it's like, well, my mom was like so judgmental that uh-huh. I was like, well, why? She hates everyone. Right. There must be something wrong with me that I could go, yeah, that person's, uh, yeah, that kid's fat, but he's like nice. You know, it's like I could just, I mean, it when speaks we, to like I don't have, have a physical parents, type. We really want to try to become opposite of them. That's too. true. That's so maybe it's a thing. weird blessing because it just also that. Yeah. How sh- do you do that? I mean, now you have to thank your mom. Oh, my mom is waiting for all the credit. Don't give it to her. My mom is like... Maybe you should. Maybe it'd make her feel good. Maybe. It's like, why not? Let her have it. She's like, you know, I wasn't a good mom, but would you be a great comedian if I was a good mom? And I'm like, don't you dare. Right. She's like, well... (laughs) I've been down this pathway on the whole uh, experience with the uncle and then the things that that kind of philosophically and literally led to, right? Because you're like, well, I wouldn't... You There's go so like, many things that would be different had I not had that experience. But it's also like, yeah, but then I might be totally happy and okay at a nine to five job. And I wouldn't Thank think you. that I was miserable. I owe him big. Well, the thing is, it's like, I think that, but then it's like, well, no, I, if I was just, I would just be happy already. Right. But instead of being like, I've got to find this happiness. But so that's what shrooms did for me. Cause I had uh, multiple people before I ever did shrooms and they were like, what I would consider enlightened in the sense of just sort of in touch with the world, philosophical types. Right. I had multiple people be like, you know, you probably don't need shrooms. Right. There's, they're like, you operate from a place where it seems like you're microdosing half the time. Yeah. But then the other half, I'm like this crazy neurotic. So who knows? But there was a point to this and now I'm just talking about myself. Never mind. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's, well, well the listeners yeah. don't know that I've actually slipped MDMA into your drink. <laughs> Into my coffee? Yeah. That's got to be a fucked up combination. Right? <laughs> uh, well, shit. Oh, yeah. So when so you do, I guess that was the point. So when you do hallucinogens, it's just like, this was just a riding experience where I go like, I've opened my mind and I connected to a... Well, I had the open thing, right? Yeah. And then once I understood that it expanded my ability to process information in a way that hadn't been there previously, once I yeah. had that then I had gotten what I wanted out of it. So yeah. I was done with that one. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's why I'm thinking about uh, DMT and, and ayahuasca. Okay, because it's like I'm, the next level or whatever? Well, I'm just interested in what those... I'll tell you what my big interest is. Uh, they call it the spirit drug. And when you watch the TV or the, the, the documentary, I think on Showtime or HBO, about DMT, <clears throat> when you watch the documentary, it kind of drives me nuts that it's making all these people believe that there's something... Else? else beyond our our mind and i so am interested because you're in like no putting that on that hat and seeing how it affects me what do i think you of this who process? you think is like skeptic and atheist enough that you would just go this was just in my mind well i'm already kind of there but i'd yeah. sure like to i'd sure like to have a sample set <laughs> yeah well i just feel like if i really think about what i've thought of when i'm on mushrooms it sort of just catapults it's just like a, like the, uh, 
Carpool. Carpool. Was like a carpool lane. Two ideas I might have come up with if I just sat there and thought long enough. I see. Have you ever had sex on mushrooms? I'm not. I'm not flirting now. No, no, no. I had uh, sex coming down from mushrooms. I think it was. I was done kind of tripping. Okay. But that was the most. I was tripping hard, and I was hanging out uh, with a girlfriend at the time, and. we decided because normally I don't think about sex when I'm when I was doing those. Yeah, things. it wasn't really a thing. I don't want to. Yeah, I want to just connect to the whatever. Feeling yeah, no, I, I just can we touch this lamp? Um, <laughs> but the 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 idea struck us both at the same time, which is important, I think, in a scenario specifically like this. Yeah, and we're like, she's like, should we try that? And I'm like, let's try it. I'm not kidding. This is mind blowing. What happened? So I slipped into her and I can feel the universe I can feel the texture of her vagina in exactly the same way that I could feel it with my finger you know when you finger a girl there's a texture inside there yeah does it feel different on your dick usually yeah you don't have the finger you don't have the same sensation with your penis it's interesting because I don't have a penis so I right right Um, because it is like textured it is. It's like we're almost ribbed, right? Like, the, yeah, it's ribbed for our pleasure. But and you don't normally feel that with your penis. No, you don't. It's just a tight, wet hole, ideally. Basically, yeah, that's that's <laughs> pretty always, honestly but, accurate. Oh. But when I put it in there, I could feel the texture. Everything. And um, so, listen, uh, that was the experience I had, the only time I had sex while on a hallucinogen. Yeah. And it was amazing and weird and cool and funky. And... I know that many people would go, well, th- yeah, your body was rewired so that the kinds of sensations that you can pick Become up more sensitive. Your, you got more sensitive. And you, that, yeah. I, I think there's a much simpler explanation. I'm an Occam's razor kind of guy. And the explanation is, I knew what her vagina felt like. <laughs> I've been in there many times. Yeah, with my but, fingers. but... And so I just, I just took from my memory... What I knew that to be. You don't think that your height, your senses were actually heightened? No, I don't. I, I think. Here's the thing. Because your height, your senses do get heightened on mushrooms, though. Well, we don't develop new pathways um, that are similar to uh, the the tactile ability of a fingertip. Really? It doesn't mm. make sense. There's no physiological reason that that makes sense. So for me. I would like to figure out if there's another explanation that doesn't require magic because that's magic. The idea. Yeah, well, it's like when you see the things you see on hallucinogens, uh-huh. like the grids. They're, they're not real. That, that's another good example. It's like that we all see the same thing as weird, right? No, it's not. It's predictable because this. Because we have brains, I guess. Because we have brains, we have chemistry, and we have the exact. You and me, we have chemistry. And we have the exact same um, chemicals in our systems, we're going to have similar responses. But I used to see the grid sometimes when I wasn't on shrooms. You talking about a flashback? You know, you know, the, you, do you ever look at the sky when you're on shrooms? You can see those like prism grids. Sure. I used to see them when I was a little kid. You Never can't see them. No. I'm crazy. I guess I have um, a thing like that. Um, when I was a kid, I was sure I was seeing when you see a crescent moon. Yeah. I was sure I was seeing stars in the dark area of it. How and then weird. one day someone goes, hey, look, do you see the moon? And then I go, oh, I look up at the moon and it was just a sliver, I think, at this yeah. point. Can you see the dark side? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I knew nothing. Of, of the moon. I was you were, very young. Very oh, you didn't know that like it was no. a full. No, but when someone 
invited me to focus on the moon with knowledge that it was round but just in darkness, it took away the stars I used to see in the dark area. Oh. They went away. That's sad. No, knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I told you, I just don't have those issues. Oh, I just want to feel magical like Peter Pan all the time. <laughs> it's um. interesting to me, though. It, but I don't find it to be sad. I find it to be... I find it to be amazing. I find it to be amazing that someone can set you down and go, hey, this thing you're unaware of, let me open your eyes to it. Yeah. And take away your ability to see it magically. I'm okay with that. I prefer that too. Yeah. I prefer seeing reality. I, I think I prefer, I like reality. But I feel like emotions can be, feel magical and I don't want that to get ruined by like, let me tell you the science behind this. I think the good news... Love is just a chemical going off your head because you're horny and want to make a baby. Get out of here. Let me have love. Yeah, I think the good news is emotions are so strong, effective, and powerful God, that yeah, anything are. I could say, like I've been talking about these things, couldn't possibly usurp it. Yeah. You're in good hands. <sighs> or I'm in very dangerous ones. <laughs> Depends yeah. on the emotion. Exactly. Um, let me think. Is there anything else... List off the top of your head with, with atheism that uh, do we finish the sexuality stuff? I guess kind Dude, of. We have we've talked about Everything. atheism, rape. I'm pretty sure I said fuck religion in fifty different ways. Uh, ignorance so is blessed. I can't imagine that we have any more than three listeners left. Yeah, this is probably the end of my podcast <laughs> permanently. Um, all right. Well, is there anything you want to plug? Um, Besides me, hello. I th thanks. That was that was exactly the joke. No means the, no. The <laughs> did you say now? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, he's not here. Um, uh, <laughs> I I would love to plug a thing I can't plug right now. But in January, okay. keep your eye on Showtime for something for with something my name made on. by Emery Emery yeah. uh, and. Uh, that's, that's it. That's Emory Emory. This has been atheism and a, a whole lot of weird tangents. And I hope that you enjoyed them or learned something or don't assassinate me on the internet. Okay. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. Bye. Look at my dick. Oh, God. Well, there you go. Uh, Emory Emory, atheism and a lot of other things. We took a lot of turns. Hopefully you learned something, uh, at least, you know, about Emory or someone else's per point of view. Uh Tweet at me, Facebook me, let me know what you loved, let me know what you didn't like. Feel You can always feel free to email me. Um, I do have a bunch of people who email me or, or tweet at me and, and just sort of discuss things that they, uh, that they learned or enjoyed or agreed with, disagreed with even. Uh, it's okay to disagree. Um, I think it's good to talk about those things because uh, that helps us learn and grow. I've, I've had a few people put things in some perspective for me and, and I'm always happy to hear other sides of things. Uh, I think uh, a big point of this podcast is to perpetuate uh, the idea that you don't have to hate someone just because you disagree with them. And I think we touched on that a little in the podcast itself. But I mean, not just this episode, but overall. Uh, so yeah, uh, hopefully you stuck with it and it wasn't too jarring. And, uh, and you know, it, it didn't, uh, didn't ruin whatever your religious affiliation is unless you feel like that needed to be ruined. I could explain forever, uh, as Imri sort of pointed out in the podcast. I uh, just constantly walking on this wire of trying to be like, well, we don't all have to agree, but let's try to figure it out. It doesn't matter. You guys, if you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. And if you didn't, well, why are you still here? Get out of here. 
you don't need to be here. Go do something worthwhile with your life. There are plenty of other podcasts you can enjoy or get some sunshine. I don't know. Uh, if the episode spoke to you or if other episodes have spoken to you, share it with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. You can follow at Blessed Podcast on Twitter or Ignorance is Blessed, all one word, on Instagram. Yeah, we're up there now. We out here. I'm just posting pictures, having a theme on that Instagram, trying to stay fly as I do. Um, follow those to stay up on everything that's going over here. Uh, please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. We're all situated in slightly different positions, and that's okay as long as we try to learn and grow and, and do our best to love each other and, uh, and understand where one another is coming from. If you have additional questions uh, about a guest or a topic you'd like to hear covered, you can always send those to me, ignoranceisblessedpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find me all over the internet at JMS Comedy, Facebook.com slash JMS Comedy. I am here for you, even when I'm not really here for you, because I'm over here and you're wherever over there is. And uh, I apologize if you are one of the people whose emails I haven't gotten back to yet, because I'm just realizing I think uh, those are stacking up. Uh, please bear with me. I'm trying to do 800 million things at once and continue to deliver this. And I am only one person with a terrible attention span and uh, heavily fluctuating emotional state. Uh, I uh, This is real. I was telling a friend about uh, this guy. It was like a male dude friend, and he texted. It doesn't matter what it was. It was a friend texting me. He was like, what are you up to? And I rattled all this stuff, and he was like, wow, it sounds like you have a really busy week. And I was like, uh, that's just what I'm trying to finish today. So now I'm faced with the idea that perhaps I'm a workaholic, and uh, rather than... Uh, failing to meet all my goals all the time. I'm actually just putting more than I should be on my plate. Um, not that I fail to meet all my goals, but I do beat myself up for taking longer on a few things. But, uh, you know, we're only human. And uh, I am apparently using you guys as a therapist right now. You guys, thank you for that, by the way. You let me do it. And a lot of you uh, are very supportive of that. And it is great to have. Anyway, Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you share the podcast. Uh, keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. Say it together. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for being patient with my ignorance, as always. See you soon, idiots. <coughs> Wait. See you soon, idiots. <laughs> Bye. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.